0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. It is February at last, so you can join me in a little happy dance if you want. On this week's episode, the restaurants reopening for takeaway, the venues that have to stay closed, and the businesses finding new customers through clever use of social. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business.
1: Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.
0: Now, it's been really challenging for businesses as they've tried to come to terms with the new normal, um, which, if you are in hospitality, means you can't have anyone come in anymore. And it's been a little bit slower in getting businesses back doing takeout, but it is happening. And to tell us some of the businesses that are reopening this very week, Katie Mythen-Lynch, the editor of Ye Cork. Hi, Katie. How are you?
2: Hi, Jonathan. How's it going?
0: I'm good. January was painfully long, wasn't it?
2: Oh listen I think we can all agree that that was the longest January on record but um but listen now we're into February at last and like even though we're still at level 5 we're finally seeing some green shoots appear.
0: Um, yeah and and I think and-
2: things are starting really to open up a little you know.
0: They are very much so. Uh, I have to say I was around the city centre in the last couple of nights and, uh, you know, there's a little bit of life, not a huge amount, but there are five or six places that that are reopening this week and there's some great places on here uh, that people might be able to get back to for a bit of takeaway. Who's opening and what are they doing?
2: Well, listen, this week, there's loads of businesses firing up the grills and the ovens and uh, launching new takeaway and delivery menus. So if any of them are within your five kilometre travel limit, like now is a really good time to give them a bit of support and sort of treat yourself to a lovely lunch or dinner, especially if you're sick of cooking like I am. but first of all, um, Goldberg's down in Cork Docklands, um, they reopened yesterday for phone-in and click-and-collect orders. So they have a brand new menu and they also do these incredible bread bowls which are like hollowed out loaves of bread filled with things like seafood chowder and beef and Guinness stew. So they'll be open from Thursday to Sunday until 9pm if you fancy trying one of them, and you should. um. So down in Middleton, if you live near, uh, if you live in Middleton, JJ Coppinger's Pub at 55 Main Street is now JJ's to go. And they're doing takeaway scones um, and coffee and soup and sandwiches from 10.30 to 5 p.m. daily. And they actually do a really good toast special down there as well. Um, Back in the city, um, Cafe Gusto has reopened on Washington Street after an extended Christmas break. Um, And you can check out their menu on their website and they're taking orders for delivery from 8 a.m. via delivery. Um, Now, this is one that will be very exciting for fans. Um, Hillbillies is back. So you can (laughs) pick up your breast in a bun or your snack box with chips and gravy at their Man Point shopping centre location. Um, And the Tuesday special is back too. I think that might be a two for one. And there's even a bunless BLT. So if you're on a low carb diet for February, you can still get your Hillbillies without ruining all your good (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm I'm
0: signed up for the Bundles BLT. They were always open in the city centre, though. I think that the one on Grand Parade uh, that that never closed. Um, but but the one in Mahan Point is reopening, so it, it is good if you okay. if you are in that general direction, you can get into Mahan Point and uh, you can get your your Bundles BLT if that's your if that's your wheeze.
2: Exactly. Um, so for people living right in the centre of the city, um, the Old Town Whiskey Bar at the Bodega will be reopening their takeaway hatch on Corn Market Street and that's starting on Wednesday, February 10th. Um, so they'll be doing their lovely hot chocolates and takeaway food um, and that'll be open seven days a week. So that's actually very handy if you work in town as well and if you're still working in
0: there. Yeah, so I mean, there's lots of different options that are out there. I mean, you can only go to these places, Well, especially if you are travelling to collect food, you are allowed to do that, but you should really restrict it to your five kilometres. But there will be lots of people living within those catchment areas who will be delighted to have a little bit of distraction and somewhere to go.
2: Exactly, and you know what? Like if it's if it's within your five k, and you can support local business, then why not? You know. Oh, and last but not least, if you're looking for something really fancy, especially with uh Valentine's Day coming up, um the Imperial Hotel is doing a takeaway every Friday and Saturday, and that's from five p.m. until nine p.m. So you can collect your wines and beers there too. That's super handy. Um, and they have three Valentine's takeaway boxes on offer, so you can get your order in now for those. Uh, so that nobody. Okay, ha- hang on, on, hang on, okay. Katie.
0: <laughs> Can we not just not bother with the old Valentines this year? I mean we we we've 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 got enough challenges in life without trying to come up with ingenious ways of entertaining our loved ones. Would we just not gloss over it and pretend it didn't happen?
2: Listen, you could, and it'll be at your peril. So best of luck with that.
0: <laughs> you see how we get on. Katie, it, it, it's been... Look, for you guys in the a Cork, you do your best to promote businesses and get information out there. It's been a challenging couple of months to try and be positive because you guys always try to put best foot forward. Uh, has it been hard uh, get, during the pandemic to, to try and stay on the right side of happy?
2: Do you know what? It's been challenging, but like with you know, with everyone else, like we're just kind of... We're, we're ploughing on and we're doing the best we can and, um, and we're lucky in that, like, you know, we can, only, we can only write about all the great things that are happening in the city and there's plenty of it going on, you know. Um, there's been sort of some amazing uh, moves pulled and stuff to keep businesses in operation and, and there's been a lot of good news stories in among, in, in, within all the, the crisis news, you know. Um, so we're lucky in that, like, that's kind of the area we cover and there's been plenty of it to, to, to keep us going.
0: Well, yaycork.ie is the website if you want to have a look at that. Katie Mythen Lynch, editor there at Yay It's been a pleasure. And uh, look, I'll give Valentine's one more go this year, but I'm not given any guarantee that I'll enjoy it, all right?
2: Thanks, Jonathan. Have a great weekend.
1: Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.
0: Live music has been one of the biggest casualties uh, of the economic challenge thrown up by COVID-19. And uh, this week we had the sad news that that the Kino on Washington Street, well, that's not going to reopen in its current form. Joe Kelly is a music promoter. He's the co-founder of The Good Room and Live at St. Luke's. Joe, it, it, it's a really challenging time for live music, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is, Jonathan, straight up. I mean, um, we're very lucky that, um, you know, the government, through Catherine Martin and her department, got involved in, you know, assisting But, I mean, it's a a lot of... It's a completely different emotion being there with the business closed down, knowing you've, uh, you know, meeting with the revenue and all this ahead of you, and you're on your own. You feel completely naked. But at least we're here with people in theatre, live music, bars, you know, restaurants to a certain degree. But, you know, everyone's in it together. So, like, to be fair to the government and politicians, there's no playbook on what you do in a in a pandemic in the digital era. So, you know, I think being honest with you, you gotta take positives. For example, Victor, a friend of mine and Maura who are out in Watergrass Hill, if you have to get a chance to get out there sometime, Mattane's in Watergrass Hill. Like, they started doing neighbour food, which you're probably aware of, Jonathan. Yeah, no, we, we've up. had them on the podcast, actually. Oh, have Oh, great. And so they did that. Then they started a farm shop. Then they started doing takeaways. So what I'm saying is, to the best of your ability, what you can, in a positive way, use the time to say, what will be the changes? And both myself and my partner, Ed, when we were uh, allowed to open in level two in the keynote with a capacity of 50 which we did, we did 45 really, because we counted the staff, but um, we would do double shows. So it was like, okay, that works. But then on top of that, in all my career, and I'm kind of involved in running stuff, you know, at least 30 years in court, but I had never done table service with cocktails, which we started to do. So what we started to realize was that People really want to spend if it's quality, because realistically, as you get a little bit older and you have kids and you're and, you know, some people don't have kids from their mid 20s up. But genuinely, I think it really comes into that thing of quality whereby, you know, if something's good, you might have to pay a little extra, but you'll remember it Mm. rather than the, you know, humdrum of. It's average, uh, you know. Well, so,
0: uh, Joe, I'd, I'd, I'd nearly sell part of my house to get a single night out right now. So when venues do reopen, there'll be no shortage of people going into them. But you, you don't, like everybody else, you don't have a time frame on, on when that might happen. And, and how is that impacting your business decision making? Have you just written it off at this point, knowing that it's going to be months before you're going to be able to reopen life at St. Luke's?
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, the keynote we had a short-term lease on and we just pulled out this week. I mean, our landlord, to be fair to Philip O'Connor, was exceptionally good and fair. But truthfully, you have to look at it and say, look, if we were handing the keys back in August, then we mightn't get open until June. You know, what's the point in paying uh, six months' rent to trade for two months? doesn't add up. So that one was cut short. Secondly, I look at St. Luke's and say, realistically, I think... I hope to think that maybe late autumn, you know what I mean? I, I'm hoping maybe can we get something going by the jazz festival, you know? But in saying all that, that that relates back to the government, the HSE and the GPs rolling out the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not negative by nature, but unfortunately sometimes bumps come in the road. So if that could be rolled out and it was all done by September, when at least then you're in a good position. But realistically if you were to plan like i i mean i pick up the sunday papers and uh you see ads for concerts you know big concerts during the summer and you're just looking at it going that's not gonna happen as in you you, you really should just shift it i mean once glastonbury came out and said they're not happening that is the precedent you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i know we'd say with electric picnic um what are they called uh, uh the the people that had run it with Sutton Republic. But you know, Festival of Public. But they came out um, you know, and they were adamant that they were gonna be going in September. And it was kind of like, I can't see that happening. Genuinely, I do not see any big um festivals happening. It would not surprise me if, you know, Stuff like um, outdoor smaller things was allowed to happen. You know, you see pictures from San Francisco. They've got a two meter square circle drawn on a grass um, thing and you're two meters away. You know, I'm just saying the idea of for there to be events, us the promoters, you know, uh, uh, allowing that the government let you do certain things. It's up to us to try to and fashion together stuff that's you know good and positive whatever but really if you're looking at properly making money in a business sense which we're on the business show you're kind of going nah. realistically you're talking 2022 i mean this year is just you know it's a right off really
0: yeah is there a risk that the long-term damage could be significant that if you if you effectively pause business for two years in your sector, mm. it's going to be harder mm. to start it up again and that promoters like you are are going to struggle maybe to get finance to do bigger events uh, and, and that musicians themselves. I mean, like it, it's a very challenging time for those guys if they can't you, get out and perform.
1: Absolutely. I think with regard to musicians, I mean, that's been very hard and you have the two sides, you know, because... You know, a lot of what we do is original music. We generally do ninety-nine point nine percent original music, but there's a huge populace of people out there that work in the wedding band industry, the cover industry, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and their whole thing—the rug is pulled from under their feet. In saying that, anything to do with entertainment—you know, bars, restaurants, theatre, sports, clubs—you know, soccer matches, whatever, um, GAA. Um, everybody's in the same boat. So, no, absolutely, I think it will be difficult. But sadly, with stuff like this, you always get a bit of sorting the men from the boys anyway. Like, you know, there's a few businesses that I saw, or even English multiples, you see pulling out, and you're going, they're, you know, probably using it vaguely as an excuse. Not to say that they hadn't been making money, but it's an easy jump out at that point. But, you know, truthfully, I do think that, I think things will come back, but I think what what's very important at this time is that if, you know, we're speaking on Red FM here, but like, you know, I'm sure people around the world listen to it as well, but like Cork itself needs to embrace this and not use it as a negative, but a positive, because Cork is a brilliant city. It is so much going for it. I mean, you know, people maybe become, with the 5k, slightly aware of what's around them. I mean, even at the moment, personally, There before the last lockdown, you know, uh, I just went out to Nakraha, which is only 10 minutes out the road. And there was Sing Sing Prison. And, you know, so the thing is that within the city around us, there's loads of interesting stuff that we often don't get to visit. So, you know, I would encourage people to support their own, support local. And, you know, and as well, you know, if you're going to go for summer holidays this year, you probably mightn't be able to get out of Ireland or out of the country. But there is... You know, 31 other counties. And in saying that, even Cork County from Yall to, you know, God knows how far west you can go. Um, But you know what I mean? It's a very big county and there's lots of beautiful towns and places to go. So you My, know, I wait, encourage... yeah, no,
0: no, I, I'm here, I'm with you, and I'm planning on doing as much as I can during the summer when the time comes round. My final question to you, Joe, and and this is yeah. only something I'd never given thought to that you go to a live gig, you enjoy the live gig for what it's there, and and that's the right way to enjoy it. Do you hmm. regret not videotaping more? Uh, because it's only you, you only missed it when it was gone, and I'd love to even be able to watch a live gig or, or to see some of the more intimate stuff that would have been done over the years, uh, even just to sit down with a can of beer and, and watch it on the telly.
1: We did a, a live stream on New Year's Eve. Now, the, the figures are incredible. There was 8,500 people, or sorry, 8,500 screens watching and listening. I, on average, I would say there is at least two people on the screen, maybe three, you know. So to take your thing, the recording and all that, I just personally, I think it's it's great recordings and all that. But it's never the same. It's never. It's even the simple thing of if you go to the cinema and it's like scary and everyone goes, woo together. Or if it's a funny film and everyone goes, ha, 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 together. It's that whole thing of um, as people and we are sociable people, the Irish, it's like, and, you know, anywhere else. But, you know, it's actually just that enjoying stuff together
0: collective experience yeah I know no, it's true and it, it, it's hard to it's hard to replace that um, without being in the room with others which is something that simply can't happen at the moment which is the reality Joe it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you I, I long for the days we get back to live at St. Luke's uh, and, and to get in and enjoy a real concert even if I have to stand in a circle in my own in the middle I, I'll, I'll happily go to it uh, live is the website where you'll see the latest updates on it but for now Joe Kelly uh, music promoter thank you so much for joining the best
1: Red Business Cork's exclusive business podcast.
0: One of the things we have noticed since COVID first struck was that businesses have become really good at marketing themselves online and. It's a bit hit and miss as to how well some do when it comes to social media. Some businesses still think an oh, I post here and there might do the clever ones use it well, and they use it well, thanks to my next guest, Marion Murphy, whose company is flourish with social media i e Marion How are you? I'm great, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good now, thank you. Um Marion, I suppose the experience I've had as a consumer is that a lot of businesses I only found out about through social media and gave them money as a result of something that I saw using uh, an Instagram or a Twitter post. Yeah. It really has had traction in the last couple of months and has kept a lot of businesses afloat.
3: Oh, absolutely. It's become very, very important for businesses now. And I suppose the pandemic has probably forced a lot of businesses maybe onto social media that maybe wouldn't have otherwise considered it. But um, they can see the opportunities and the benefits from it now, you know. Um, and I suppose it has been, I suppose, responsible for some businesses remaining open and being able to connect with their customers, even when their maybe physical um, doors are shut. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is an alien world to many still. Uh, they they will be voyeurs, they will be consumers of social media, but they will not post. Yeah. Um, that. That's not an option if, if if you're in a challenging time and you can't open a shop or communicate using the methods you normally would do.
3: Absolutely, and you know I suppose um, especially when the doors are shut on a, on a, um, a retailer or um, maybe a restaurant, you know there's there it's such an important um, way to keep keep that relationship going while while the business is closed you know what i mean and you i suppose social media is all about sowing seeds really you know it's it's keeping your your name and your business in the mind of your consumer um and and when the time is right that they're going to be um they're going to you know come and and maybe come to your restaurant or come to your retail store so um uh, you know the social media element, I suppose, is becoming more and more important now at the moment mm. until we kind of get out of this situation we're in.
0: Marion, give us a good example uh, from your experience of a company that's done it well in the last couple of months
3: um so there's i mean there's lots of companies that i see that are uh you know really kind of i suppose embracing um especially like the clothing stores there's one com uh, i actually lived in the uk for about 10 years and there's one company Um, they're called the dressing room they they're a, a, a retailer of you know kind of high-end fashion so they have really kind of transformed their business online now and they're, you know, talking about their new ranges coming in and posting on Instagram and, you know, it's been really successful for them, you know, so, um, mm-hmm. you know, keeping their imagery, um, you know, quite cool and, um, you know, Instagram, I suppose, it's it's all about the imagery and they've done it really well.
0: Yeah, A lot of businesses are terrified that they might be seen as Machia influencers or that somehow they're doing something that will be a little bit cringeworthy or, 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 or leads to people talking about them in the wrong way. That fear is holding a lot back, isn't it?
3: The fear is absolutely huge. And I suppose that's I suppose one of the things that I feel that I'm that's one of my I suppose my secret sauce in terms of the training I do is that I can. I can take that fear away because if if you're new to social media it is it is a very scary kind of a prospect of putting yourself out there and what do you post you know a business they like what what am i going to talk about do you know what i mean and uh, and i'm am i, am I going to make a fool of myself and you know there's all that kind of fear holding people back and you know even i worked with a, a company that. You, you know the the lady who was a very successful uh business owner she just said i'm really scared like this tra- this training session has brought me to a really fearful place that i'm gonna have to do this you know and uh i what i try to say to people is it's it's just a different form of communication like you know and your mm. you know why you have your website which is your you know you know you you've such a kind of a When you're putting a website together, you put so much work into it, but it kind of stays static, whereas the social media side of it then is the kind of the dynamic presence that is changing all the time, you know?
0: Yeah, but do you have to act the idiot, or or can you keep it more simple?
3: I mean, what I say is be authentic and be who you are, you know. Don't try to be someone else, and, you know, there can be funny things. You know, I post about the funny things myself, like, the time that I instead of making an omelette, I cracked the two eggs into the bin. You know stuff like that. That just it, it just makes makes you more human. And I suppose that's what people kind of I suppose engage with is the the human side of the business. Then you know.
0: Um. So what is the main advice you want to give to somebody, right now, who maybe knows they should be doing it but haven't done it yet? What can you and Flourish with social, me- social media do to help them?
3: Okay, so what I normally do is I have an initial consultation with the business and find out you know who their audience is, what their age profile is um you know and I work you know I look at the data and what what is the best platform for them and it might be just it could be just Instagram it could be LinkedIn you know I look at um you know I, I what I don't want is people to feel that they have to be on all the platforms because it's overwhelming do you know what I mean so it's quite quite targeted and then i will you know i can set up their social media accounts for them if they want Um, some people like to do it themselves you know it's it's up to themselves there Um, then we talk about what you know what do they want to achieve what are their goals so you know we try and be kind of specific around that and and kind of you know encourage them to review that on a regular basis and then what i'll do is i'll um I'll come in and actually train them on how to use the platform. So you know, really getting into the nuts and bolts of of uh, using it mm. and how to post and um, say you know, looking at Facebook groups and uh, looking at LinkedIn groups. You know, it, it, looking at all the different options that they have available, or if they if they're um, maybe a business that want to set up an online event. You know, so like there there is so much kind of different features on, on platforms to okay. go to go through. You know
0: yeah and as I said it, it's a lot easier than people think but if they don't do it they're not going to attract the business flourishwithsocialmedia.ie is the website Marion Murphy it's been an absolute pleasure we'll see you online I presume thanks for joining yes. us
3: thanks very much Jonathan take care
0: my thanks as always to all of my guests don't forget every episode is available to download right now from redextra.ie Myra Hayes-Gough was the producer and we'll catch you on the next
1: one Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork.